Hello again. Welcome to Tell Me. On this episode of Tell Me, I am talking to Kate Walsh, who's sitting right here with me. Hi. I can't wait for you to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Kate is here in person. (laughs) Obviously, my Gray is family, and I love her so much, and we had a great time, and I hope you like this episode. I'm happy to see you. Thanks for doing this with me. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I mean, I just adore you, man. Thank you. One of the things you're here for is to come back on the show on Grey's, which I'm always super excited. Anytime an original person comes back, it makes the show better, and we're sticking to our DNA. So Kate and I were just talking before we started the podcast. We're talking about a lot of things, but we were saying how like, when you get older in Hollywood, and I just recently read something that made me feel so much better that Brad Pitt said, well, they said he said, that he said, you know, I can't stand night shoots anymore. It's true, like as actors... You start breaking down. It's funny. It's like our bodies are our palates, right? And it gets harder. You just are like, I don't want to do that. You do get grumpier. You're like, I'm cranky. (laughs) I see it in my pets. I have an old dog and an old cat, and they're just like, leave me alone. But I think also if you're blessed enough to have work, and I feel you and I are obviously very, very fortunate to have had great careers, I think. We can say that. But you're like, okay, you have a little bit of choice and autonomy, and you go, how important is it? I don't know how you feel. There's a part of me that's like, I'd like to just be me now. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's funny. I was saying as a joke, but not really to my girlfriend. I'm like, my soul is an ash blonde brown, but you know, I'm going to go back to the red. (laughs) I'm going to be Addison again. But you're like, hey, who am I really? Is that all right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, especially when actors or actresses who go into these super, super like intense roles. It takes it out of you, right? For sure. For sure. Yeah. I just did a play. In Perth, for the Perth Festival, it was Mary Stewart. It's this incredible adaptation of the Elizabeth One and Mary Stewart story. Oh, I saw that on your Instagram. Your hair and makeup was crazy. crazy. Amazing. It was an incredible adaptation. It's a female story, but oddly, it's never been written by a woman. And this was an adaptation by an Australian playwright and actor called Kate Mulvaney, who's incredible. And it's an incredible production. And I remember my partner was like, really? Are you going to do it? It's going to take a lot out of you. And I was like, no, no, no. There's some comedy in it, too. So it's going to be fine. And it's flattened me. It was like the hardest thing I've ever done. And it wasn't even eight shows. It was a six shows a week. But you're just like, yeah, okay. If I do that, I will be taken away from my guy, my family. I got nothing but a pinky finger and an old orange tabby on my chest at the end of the day. (laughs) It's like, that's it, it costs, you know? When I think about this topic and like, how come I can't do it anymore? Or, you know, I mean, listen, I've been playing the same character and going to the same job for 18 years, right? And I think about my dad, who was a cigarette salesman. He worked for a company called Lorillard. And he would just go around to different stores, like 7-Elevens or whatever, you know, back in the day. You know, they'd order their cigarettes through him. He just had his route. Yeah. And he had his stores. And he did it for like, I don't know, 35 years. But I'm like, people do it, right? They work at jobs for a super long time and they do it, but it doesn't necessarily mean you should. Yeah. It's funny, that whole thing of work. I mean, that's what America is. It's work, right? It's birth based on work. And my dad was an Irish immigrant. He came over when he was a little boy, four years old, and he worked until he died, worked. And that's how he was defined. And my brothers and I will talk about that too. And my mother worked. 
And then I remember I'm being shocked when my mother retired early. I was like, huh? My mom is completely work identified. You know, she was a social worker. She did all sorts of stuff. But I now am at that place where you're like, yeah, I'm 54 and I'd like to stop or cut way, way, way back. But it's a habit too. Again, like my father worked, that was his identity and he was an incredible man. I mean, he was a union guy, worked for Lockheed Martin and he fought for workers' rights and he was passionate about it and he loved it. But just that thing of like being outside of that, not identified by just that, I feel like you can easily be from the work tribe, the labor tribe of we only look left. And you're like, but if you look right, there's all this other stuff, Uh like, you know, making tomatoes and kids' life. We definitely live to work. Yeah. I feel the same way. I mean, I'm very lucky now with my schedule on Grace. I get to cut back. Yeah. And overall, I'm happy for the production as a whole because we have cut back tremendously. I mean, back in the day, we used to do crazy, crazy hours. Yeah. And that alone will make you insane. The way they make TV, I can't speak for streaming because I don't know about it, but the hours are just like not. There's nothing natural about it. There's nothing human about it. It's made for a machine. Right. It's as if we're a camera or a mic that just goes and goes and goes. And it's not conducive to any kind of healthy habits. And I think that anybody who I've known, even before we got on Grey's, remember anybody who was successful enough or was on a long-term network show would inevitably get sick, either with addiction or like actual physical heart problems. Most of the women I know have some sort of digestive issues like IBS or Crohn's. It's for real because it's a crazy way. There's no balance for the crew, too. I mean, the crew's there even before us. That's right. I remember Heigl said something on a talk show about the insane hours we were working. But she was 100% right. And had she said that today, she'd be a complete hero. But she's ahead of her time, made a statement about our crazy hours. And of course, let's slam a woman and call her ungrateful. Right, right, When the truth is, she's 100% honest and it's absolutely correct what she said. And she was fucking ballsy for saying it. Yeah. And she was telling the truth. She wasn't lying. Yeah. You know, also when you're younger, you're so excited to be there and you're so happy to be invited to the party. Oh my God. That you're willing to do whatever it is they're asking you to do. I mean, listen, I think these kids now know, like, wait, that's not okay. You can't say that to me. You can't do that to me. So there has been some evolution there. One of the things that was nice about shooting Emily in Paris is that, well, A, it's in Paris. Yeah. So, (laughs) duh. And then secondly, though, is that it was, you know, French. (laughs) You're like, oh, we're actually having lunch with a tablecloth. We're all sitting, except for COVID, that didn't happen. We're on little desks. But it was so nice. Like, you can actually make a good show and shoot 10 hours and be done in 12, you know, or 13. Do you know what I mean? You You can do it. Yeah, you really can. And you have happier actors. Yeah. So you're not going to have as much drama. I mean, one thing I really do have trouble, like, I find that I don't want to make myself miserable anymore. Like, you know, when you have scenes where you have to, like, let's say, like, when Derek got shot, that's something I remember, like, really vividly. Sandra and I, shout out to Sandra Oh, one of the greatest to ever do it. We had to scream and cry and go crazy 30 fucking times. Yeah. I couldn't do that now. No, well, you, know? you don't want to, right? Yeah, because, I don't want but to. This is yeah, what I, I remember <laughs> when I was doing private practice one day and I came out and I was like leaving. I'm like, I don't know, I'm depressed. And I was talking to Paul Edelstein who played Cooper, who's one of my oldest friends. We used to wait tables together in Chicago. And he's like, well, what was your scene today? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I like lost another baby or I don't know, something like heavy that I was like this big thing. He's like, yeah, well, you trick your body into thinking this stuff is real and you emote 
How do you not expect that it's going to take its toll? And I used to get really like, oh, I'm not a method actor. I punch in, I punch out. I can turn it on, I turn it off. The older I've gotten, the more sensitive I am. And I think it is true. It's a holistic process. You know, like I said, my boyfriend was like, hey, is this going to take a lot out of you to play this role? I'm like, no, no, I'll be fine. No, I did. I was like, you get like 1% of me for like a good two months. Sorry. You know what I mean? And that's real. It takes it out of you. I'm like, I just want to do comedy now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, I'm like, I want to make people laugh. But there's also such, you know, we're in a crazy time on the planet. But I do feel like that's the place I want to be in in my person. I want to be in a state of joy, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, I agree. I think when you're young and you have all this angst Mm -hmm. and you're aggravated about this or angry about this, you need to get all that emotion out. You know, yeah. I mean, we have our stuff. We have our childhoods. There was a lot of stuff to draw on. Get to a certain age, you got a lot to cry about. You got a lot to be grateful for and a lot to cry about. But yeah. When you're young, you spend all your time trying not to get pregnant. And then when you want to get pregnant, you can't get pregnant, right? It's the same about like when you're young, you have all that shit to get out and you can get it all out. And then when you're older, you're like, yeah, yeah, no, I don't want to cry anymore. I literally just want to live in a state of bliss and joy. Shout out to all the amazing women and men that still just want to but, you know, you hear other people of like, oh, Daniel Lewis, he's not going to do it. And you're like, yeah, if you become Abraham Lincoln, like, I wouldn't want to live with that for a year, you know? Right, I mean, right, like, for sure. Yeah, actors are intense. Actors are intense. I've said it before. You don't get performances and you don't get intensity out of nowhere. Yeah. It comes from somewhere. I really admire Nicole Kidman because she works so much. Yeah. I don't know how she does it. Yeah, I know. Like, she's a machine. We talked about that. Yeah, it just goes and goes and goes. Yeah. It's incredible. It's, it's really incredible. Also, that's the other thing is, like, we were pretty lucky here, like, yeah. on our shows. Yeah. Grey's and Private, where we get to stay in L.A., and I get to, like, be normal and be a mom for yeah. my kids and stay here and everything. I think it gets harder to get all... It's funny because I'm staying at a friend's place in the Valley, and I was driving driving by Universal and I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be great for them if they worked right over here. Like, that'd be a sweet little gig. And I just remember thinking, too, even back in the day, I was like, oh, I don't want to go on that audition in Manhattan Beach where the studio's there. You're like, what would I do? I live in the hills. I can't go there every day. That would be insane. I have to sell my house and move if I got the job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It is a weird existence. And I've moved my whole life. I've always been really good at setting up shop and kind of set it all up really fast, but not anymore. It's like, oh, okay. And now here I am in a divided life in the Southern Hemisphere and Northern Hemisphere. I'm like... But whatever. It's good. So you live in Australia. I live in Australia now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still have my apartment in New York, but... Oh, you do? Amazing. Yeah. But yeah, I'm based mostly in Perth. Yeah, in Western Australia, which nobody really knows about. Except now they will. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, will. but it's great. Don't it's go beautiful. to Perth looking for her. Yeah, no. There is like one paparazzi guy, one paparazzo, I should say. I was like, what? Seriously? He moved back from L.A. It's like, all right, well, it's a really slow news day if you're, you know, shooting me, picking up my dog crap in the dog park. <laughs> a lot of that. Like, good luck selling it. Anyway. Listen, there's a lot of actors went over there during the oh, pandemic yeah. to shoot. Yeah. I've never been to Australia. It's oh. beautiful. I'm dying yeah. to go. I hate long plane rides. Yeah, it's a long one. Ellen, five hours from Perth to Sydney and then 13 hours to here or 14 to Whoa. L.A. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. It's not for the faint of heart. Mm-mm. That's hence the jet lag. It's like, where am I? Yeah. I mean, Kate's like probably had 30 minutes of sleep and she's sitting across from me. But man, I feel bad for her, but she's a trooper. Yeah. She shows up here after 30 minutes of sleep. 
Am I still creased over here? I like literally I got up. I'm like, oh, there's a crease on the side of my face. No, but we have a good old fashioned gray scene coming up. Yeah. A day of scenes with Jim Pickens in the OR. It'll be really That's fun. That's going to be fun. Yeah. I like those scenes. Good I old really like them. Snarky bitches. Yeah. Jim is being snarky. I probably shouldn't say anymore because they'll get mad at me if I give away storylines. But anyway. Just know that when you watch the scenes that we're having fun. Yeah. We'll have a good lunch that day, too. Yeah. How are the protocols over there now? Is it relaxed at all or not really? So they, I think, just sort of relaxed mask mandates in the city of Los Angeles. Yeah. But with respect to the set and Disney, we still have to wear masks. Yeah. The protocols that we have really kind of work. Yeah. Because you're tested in zones. Yeah. And everyone gets tested and zone A doesn't really interact with zone B and zone B doesn't really interact with zone C. Yeah. You know, they've got it down now. Yeah. It's okay. Everybody get Omicron here? I mean, I got sick. I don't know what I had. Here's the thing. How do you know what you have? Because like there was nothing on my test that said anything. I did a rapid test at home and I was sick for three days. And was testing negative the whole time that I was sick. Yeah. I sort of got sick on a Thursday. I felt completely fine on Monday. And my assistant texted me and said, I just tested positive. And then I took a test and I tested positive. And then I felt totally fine. Then when I was sick, I was testing negative. So that was interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, who knows what variant it was. They just opened up the borders in Western Australia. We were like the holdout. It was two years of locked borders. Uh-huh. internationally, and they just opened it March 3rd. So that happened, but everyone's pretty much double vac, triple vax. Do you know what I mean? So we'll see what happens. So you will stay here in L.A. for how long? So I'll be here for a few weeks. I'm going to go to New York and check out my apartment and go see what's up and see friends, see my mom. Oh, amazing. So I'm going to go see her and my stepdad. My brother's here. Yeah. Do they come over there to visit you or they just wait till you come here? It's all been locked up. Oh, right. Hopefully, my mom won't travel anymore, but hopefully my brothers and sister will get over there. Now, does your man come here with you or he stayed back with the cats? Uh, He stayed (laughs) home, but he's got kids at home. But he's going to come out in like another week, week and a half. He'll be here. So Hmm. that'll be nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Wait, do you know Jesse Williams? Yeah. Because Jesse's got his play is opening soon on Broadway. Oh, is he doing? Take me out. Take me out. Yeah. Because they had started it, right? And then COVID? Well, they were in rehearsals when COVID hit, so they had to shut it down. Oh, when's he starting? When's he opening? It's soon. I don't know. Previews are in April, possibly. Okay. But I'm excited to go see him. Do you know who Miss Pat is? No. Who's Miss Pat? Okay. Miss Pat is this comedian. She's hilarious. Debbie Allen actually directed the pilot to her show. Okay. She is so funny. And we were talking about going to see Jesse Williams play. But, you know, because he's like full nudity in the play. Oh, that's right. I forgot because I saw it when they did it back in the day. They did it like 10 years ago and I forgot who was starring in it and who was nude. But yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, Jesse's my God. like my brother. So I have to like, <laughs> not really sure how I feel about that. I'll just close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> for whatever that, I hope it's not a whole act. Yeah, I think mean, it's just locker room yeah. stuff. Yeah, as I recall. Poor okay. Jesse to have us all in the audience. It's not going to be fun for him, man. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot tell him the nights no. were there. It's like we really just have to sneak in and sneak out. Oh, my God. Talk about another thing when you're young that you're like, all right, I'll be naked. I remember doing a play in Chicago. It was like we called it the naked play. It was a gay theater festival. And this play was called Flesh and Blood. And I remember having to be naked in it. And it was like 24. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. Again, that thing of like, yeah. It's art. I'm there. It's art. And you're like, oh, no. 
<laughs> I mean, I've never really done that, but I mean, some of the scenes on Grey's that we shot were a little bit crazy. And I am now watching the show with Stella. So yeah, I, you were saying. I, I, What's I, that like? All of her friends have watched it. Yeah. And finally, she's like, Mom, everyone I has seen it. she's 12. She's 12. That's and, crazy to me. And school is really hard right now. You know, sixth grade's hard. And I just felt like, oh, she needed a little boost. Like, she needed something exciting to happen. So I was like, okay, we can start watching the show. But she can only watch it with me. And it's like some of the stuff she's like, wait, you're begging a guy in the scene? Is that what you're doing? Pick me, <laughs> choose me, love me? Like, what a loser. Oh, my God. And I'm like, That's I know. Really yeah, funny. I completely agree. Wow. I didn't like it at the time. It wasn't me at the time, but I have to be like, okay, this isn't me at the time. Yeah. And she's like, mom, Meredith's super whiny. And I'm like, yeah, I was complaining about this the whole time. But it's really interesting to go back and, like, watch the show God, with that her. That must be weird. It is. It's I mean, super weird. I about a fever yeah. dream. It is because it's like, you know, there's bad memories. There's good memories. You know, there's stuff I've completely forgotten. Yeah. I don't even like watching myself. I don't like it. Oh, it's I hate too it. too weird. Too awful. Am I the most boring guest you've had, though? Be no. honest. I feel very boring. No. By the way, you could never be more boring than me. <laughs> no. Here we go as women dissing ourselves. Here no, we we're good. We got to redo that. Rewind. Beep, beep, beep. We're backing it up. We're not boring. We're actually awesome people. We're just calm. You know what it is? <laughs> I'm just a calm. I'm a happy, content person. I remember my girlfriend in Arizona and Tucson where I grew up. I'm like, how are you doing? You know, because when you're younger, there's drama, man. Married or not, kids yeah, yeah, or not. Yeah. And she's like, I'm content. I'm really content. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> really? And she's like, yeah, it's great to be content. And secret inside, I'm like, that sounds kind of boring. I'm like, I love being content. Don't want the drama. In fact, when there is drama, I'm like, no, what? Yeah, I don't want the drama. I, too, am so content. Yeah. I love it. You know, I see a lot of drama because I have a 12-year-old, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's high it's, drama. That's what it's supposed to be. Right. Like, you know, teenagers. I'm with you 100%. Oh, that just makes me think. Yeah, that's right. That's when there's supposed to be drama. Oh, my God. I was a nightmare. I tortured my mother. Tortured. Yeah, I think we all did. Why do we do that? Why is that? Because we I think don't it's have hormones. any control. It's hormones. Our brains are developing. We don't have any control. One minute we seem like a pretty, you know, sophisticated adult. And the next minute, it's like we're having a tantrum and losing it, you know? Right. Though we did have a lot of big personalities on the set of Grays. Yeah. But again, you don't get good performances without big personalities. But if Kate was on set, you knew you were going to pee your pants, like literally uh, pee your pants laughing because you are super funny. Kate literally is the funniest bitch. Like, oh she's my God. so funny. That was the only way to, like, keep sane, too, right? When you, like, remember <laughs> you used to be, like, it would be, like, super, super quiet, and Kate would just be, like, meow. <laughs> oh, my God, the meowing. I'm like, wow. All of a sudden, and I'm like, oh, first meow of the day. Anytime I'm on set and I start meowing, I'm like, oh, this is an anxiety tension release. Like, I'm bored or I'm impatient or I'm anxious. I'm like, okay. And to the point where even in rehearsals like for this play, I'm like, actually, it's kind of a good vocal warm-up. It gets your nasal resonators going. With the culture now, we would have never survived. No. Because part of art is expressing you can't do it without making mistakes either. Do you know what I mean? I'm just talking about self-expression. You know, what is the fine line between expressing and emoting? And then when do you turn it off and go, oh, no, no, that's not okay. You know what I'm saying? It's true. It's challenging because, to my earlier point, performers 
are not your ordinary bunch. No. And if they were ordinary, you don't get dynamic performances. Right. You don't get interesting performances. You don't get crazy performances. You don't get any of it. Now, yes, there was a course correction that had to happen. And yes. as women, we're all really glad that it did. Did you ever see Amy Schumer stand up bit about that? The millennials come up to this generation. And they're like, hey, so you're ritually sexually harassed. And she's like, yeah. And like guys would just be able to do and say whatever they want. Yeah. Don't you think that's weird? Shouldn't that stop? She's like, Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. In her funniest Amy Schumer way. But, yeah, we're all like, yeah, right, what of it? Yeah, we did. There was no other way. <laughs> it was like, yeah, we didn't know any better. I don't know. It is right. We're just conditioned. Yeah, that's right. Completely conditioned. So that's and- what I mean. The consciousness is always great and evolution is always great, mm-hmm. right? And also, like, I always think in writers' rooms, not just actors, but if you're a joke writer and you're writing, you got to go through 10 shitty jokes to get one good one. And comedy offends people. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. It's part of the gestalt of it is that you're, like, taking this stuff and, like, expressing it. All in the family could never be on TV today. Right. Can you imagine? And that yeah. was, like, iconic, and we all watched it. Yep. And it's a way we all talk about what it's like to grow up and what it's like to go, oh, you're gay, or oh, my God, you're a person of color, and oh, my God, this is this old, cranky white man who's a racist. And how do we talk about that? How do we include people and go, this is weird? I don't know. That's just fascinating to me. And then there's this idea of, like, people are kind of stifling how they feel. And again, a lot of course correction had to happen, was necessary, and should still happening. A lot of people shouldn't say how they really feel feel. But there's some level of repression that's kind of making people angry, too. Yeah. Anytime you sort of shift energy, it's going to move somewhere else. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it's also interesting to me, though, is I had a friend who was teaching acting in Brooklyn at some college, and she was saying how challenging it was because the kids didn't want to do everything's a trigger. I'm like, yeah, acting's a trigger. Drama is a trigger. You're not writing about people that are really, you know, content. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're writing about drama, about stuff that is really horrific. Yeah, of course you're going to be triggered. Like, that's the whole point. So how do you do that? You know what I mean? And then you have Euphoria, which is the biggest thing on TV. Right. I watched one episode and then I said, I can't, I'm too neurotic and it's going to make me worried about my kid. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't do it right now. But you know, there's people that say that glorifies sex and drug addiction and all that. A lot of people say it does not, that it's not even realistic, and that's not how stuff really goes down. I mean, everybody is entitled to their opinion and their feelings, and different things affect different people in different ways. Right. But yeah, there's some parts of it that like, how do those actors do it? Are the women on that show going to be forced to feel like, should I be doing this? Yeah. I don't want to be the one who's saying, no, I'm not doing that. Right. But I guess that's the great thing about this generation of the young kids in the acting class in Brooklyn is that they're like, yeah, I actually don't want to do that. Yeah. Okay, dope. Don't do it. But then what do you want to do? Right, right. You know, and I get it. I mean, there was this school in Australia that they decided collectively, the students, that they didn't want to do Greece the musical, because they thought it was too sexist and antiquated and similar to what Stella was saying. Like, you're saying, pick me, right? love me, choose me, you know. So I get it. They're evolved. But then you're like, well, then what are you going to do? 
there also has to be artistic license to go, yeah, but there's great music in that and there's great songs, there's a great dance number. But now it's like, oh, that's like a totally sexist and weird and kind of rape culture. You know what I mean? But then you're like, is the answer then, as opposed to acting, do people create their own stuff? Do you know what I mean? Are they going to create their own? Are they going to write their own plays? Are they going to write their own movies? Are they going to do their own? Yeah, it's kind of, I don't know. Ellen, how do we solve these problems on your podcast? I mean, I don't know. Questions with no answers. Yeah, I don't know. There's some sort of resiliency that you do have to have to get through life. That's correct. You know, I'm not saying you have to put up with being sexually abused or anything even remotely like that. No. Let's not misconstrue what I'm saying. All I'm saying is that you do have to have some sort of resiliency. Well, to live is to suffer. And you have yeah, to, to life be is able hard. to Yeah, and you have to be able to like grow your container to be able to deal with it and not put up with bullshit, but to learn how to go, oh, I'm not getting what I want maybe in this situation or in the culture is not seeing me in the way I'd like to be seen and experienced. And how am I going to coexist and compromise and go, okay, well, I'm not getting what I want over here or today or in this situation or in this script or whatever, but I am going to suit up and show up and do my best job. Just learning to be a part of, because I think that it could be this great thing. Obviously, you don't want to, like you said, settle for any kind of abuse or any kind of compromise in that sense. But to be part of the whole and to be a member of the culture and go, okay, I'm not going to get it. Does that make sense? Yeah. For sex scenes, for example, when I watch them now on the show and, you know, my daughter, I'm like, block your eyes. You know, I mean, they're having human development in school and obviously we've had conversations and she's educated, but she's like, you did stuff like that with like another actor on the show. Like you didn't even really mean it. Like you're laying there with no clothes on, mom. Yeah. And it's like, wow, like you look back on it. And at the time, you would never say, I don't want to do that. Yeah. You would never be that girl on set who says, I'm not doing this scene. I'm uncomfortable with that. Maybe now girls will do that. Now we have intimacy coordinators and things that we never had before. I don't care whether you have an intimacy coordinator or not. There's scripts that you still have to do that. For me personally, now I watch it and I'm like, my kid is like, I can't believe you did that. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I can't believe I did it either. But isn't that funny? I mean, I'm private practice. And I love the show and I love Grace. But I remember even saying to Sean, I was like, I've slept with everyone in the hospital. I've saved babies. I've lost them. There's really nothing else for me to do, right? Right. Let me just move on. And then you're like, oh, wait, but there's more. But I remember just feeling like at a certain point of private practice, I felt like we we're doing softcore porn. I was like, I'm always in bed with somebody. And even with the sheet right here covering me. Yeah. And I got to a point and I said to my partner and I was like, I don't ever really want want to kiss someone that's not you. Like, I don't want to do that ever again. It's like, I have no desire. Isn't that funny? And there's a level of detachment, I think, or just like, yeah, that's what you do because it's part of the story. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, I want nothing to do with that. Do you feel that way too? 100%. Like I never need to do another love scene ever. And that's not to like that weird? diss the guys. Like I work oh, with no, Scott Speedman right now, who I adore. I really love him as a friend. He's like such a decent guy. And I really value his friendship and I value him as a person and he's a great actor. But circling back to what we first started doing, like there's a lot of shit that we just don't want to do anymore. And I'm really lucky that I... I get to work with Scott because I really like him. Yeah. And that makes a huge difference. Would I ever do that with a stranger? Like if they just cast some stranger off the street? Nope. Yeah. Not doing it. Can't do it. 
that is the interesting dichotomy of like, you want like somebody, you know, or yeah. someone that you like, you're yeah. like, it's like, that's the thing I've done two plays in Perth. Both. I was like, oh, can we get this is great actor, Dalip Sandi. And I was like, can we get Dalip again? Like for this role? I know him and I trust him. And I feel like, you know. And that's not to say that like, you don't trust men that you do that with. That's no, not to say that. No, that's not to not say that. Because guy that. actors, by the way. The guys have to do it too. They probably yeah, exactly. don't want to do it either. Let's yeah. not assume that just because they're dudes, they yeah. like want to take their clothes off on camera and throw yeah. girls down on a bed. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. They have wives. They have girlfriends. They have situations that make it uncomfortable for them too. Right. Uh, right. Just because it's in the script. Yeah. They're not into us. It's uncomfortable for <laughs> they all They were people. all into me, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ellen, but the men yes. lined up yes. for Addison. That's what made me laugh. I was like, oh, I love this gorgeous world that Shonda created. Of, like, there's just this woman with this amazing wardrobe and who's an expert in every area. And men <laughs> are just lining up in Santa Monica. Yeah. The mythical Santa Monica where all the men can't wait to... <laughs> It's true. <laughs> Meredith solves every single problem and gets all the cutest guys. Oh, my God. I know. But we really do have cute guys in life. You know, there's yeah. a part of that story that is kind of true. Yeah, that's true. That we're kind of awesome. Um, <laughs> it's true. But, yeah, about to go back red. Yeah, she's going to go. Okay, so you're going to go to the salon today, Yeah, I'm going right? to the salon. Nice. Go get it red. I got to get my eyebrows back because I had them bleached out for the play. In case you're wondering, you're like, what happened to her eyebrows? Oh, Have no, they no, always no. Been that I light? see your eyebrows. I can see them. <laughs> uh, I um, Jolene them, yeah, for the play. But That yeah. too, the hair and makeup, like, oh, my God. It's funny. I was thinking about that, just preparing myself. Like, oh, yeah, you're going to go into hair and makeup. You can have a lot of people touching you mm-hmm. and talking to you. Like, just, it's like I have to talk myself through it like a little kid going to kindergarten. And we're so lucky. But at the same time, it's a lot. I always think about hair and makeup. I'm like, you guys have to deal with all this energy and all these cranky actors and all yep. these different personalities. Mm-hmm. And they're in your space. And you're just like all day long. It just is like some days everybody touching you. They're touching you to put microphones on you, come up behind you, start futzing with your hair. It's like, just get away from me. But then, yeah, it's them too. They have to deal with all the actors, all the moods. This one's in a mood. This one's too happy. This one won't stop fucking giggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's late and cranky and crying. You know, we're a lot. Oh, my God. I did. These I thought it would be a good play, hair and makeup, like just a play where there's just a trailer and people are going in and out. I mean, the things that we've all been through together. I mean, that's the thing about Grey is there's so much that we went through together. But also just in general in this business, or I think about my longtime friend and makeup artist, Sergio Lopez Rivera. He won an Oscar for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. But just the things that we all go through together, marriages, divorces, births of kids, losses, wins, sickness, health. It's like a marriage, you know? It really is. And you get so intimate. They see everything and all your moods and all your peccadilloes. It's like, oy. That's the thing about series television that's so different from movies. And streaming. Streaming is like a movie. You're like, huh? Oh, hi. What's your name again? It's different, right? See, I don't have any experience with that, but I know that network TV, we're together 10 months out of the year, year in and year out. Yeah. You're not meant to be together with strangers that long. No, they become your family. Your yeah, family. It's not chosen. No. And so it's like ripe for just bullshit and craziness to happen. Like your real family. Yeah. <laughs> like you're like, yeah, oh, no, exactly. How did I end up in this house? Yeah. Right. 
But I wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't yeah. change a thing of our ride because yeah. I definitely like learned so much from all of it. And you can't really appreciate the joy and the contentment. You wouldn't but be able to get the to thing contentment. That goes back to the necessity of suffering. And if we're blessed enough to choose our suffering, yay. But that we learn, that's the only way to grow. And I'm a comfort hound. I don't want to be uncomfortable. I want to have a good time all the time. <laughs> Good time. And the the words of Nigel Tufnell from Spinal Tap, I want to have a good time all the time. But I do. I'm a little bit of a junkie, right? You're like, hey, I just want to feel good and have nice shoes and do fun stuff, you know. Good John Walsh. (laughs) So politically correct. Good John Walsh. (laughs) For a good time. You've seen it on the bathroom walls. No, it's true, though. It's hard. Nobody wants to feel uncomfortable. That's why it is that weird fine line. Okay, so I want, can I get a sweatshirt? We'll go ask Chris Ivory where he got the sweatshirt. It's just good. Oh, do you know where he got this sweatshirt? I think at the Freeze Art Festival a couple of oh, years ago. Okay. No, I thought when you said it was Chris, I thought he made it. I thought he was like making these. He yeah. does have a clothing line, but it's not this. Yeah. It's a tennis brand called Sergio Tacchini, which is like an old Italian tennis brand from the 60s. Yeah. What a great name, Sergio Tacchini. Come off it. Yeah, That's Sergio's, good. Yeah, he's still alive. Is he? He's in his 90s, and Chris really wants to go visit him. Yeah. And meet him. When he retired, he decided to start making tennis clothes. And tennis clothes had traditionally always been done in white fabric. Yeah. And Sergio Tacchini was the first person to ever make tennis clothes in different colored fabrics. That's fascinating. Yeah. It was a big deal at the time. That's really cool. Yeah, because always tennis whites. Yeah. Yeah. It was a big brand in the 70s and 80s. It was huge. He loves it because he gets to dress all his favorite, you know, I don't know about your guy, but he's obsessed with basketball and, you know, all that stuff. So he gets to hang out with all the players and they all want clothes and that's his happy place. Oh, good. You think I would be his happy place, but... Somehow, I really don't think I'm his happy place. I really think, like, hanging out with the ball players is his happy place. And I'm completely fine with it, by the way. How long have you guys been together, hey? A long time. Like, 19 years. Longer than the show. Yeah. I was with Chris before the yeah, show. I remember so, yeah, remember that. Oh, yeah. my God. And poor Chris, man. I remember... I was like, oh, they want me to do this. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay, whatever. And then, you know, cut to like a year later when Grace airs and it's like a big smash. And like, I had been in a couple of things before Grace. Yeah. A couple of little movies, but like no one really knew who I was or anything. And then Grace was just like, boom, all at once. All of us were Change. just like, boom. And Chris was like, what, what, what is, happened? this is definitely not what I signed up for at all. I love that expression. I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. Because who does? The longer you live, the more you're like, who signs up for this or that person or that I've got a kid with this issue or I've got that or that. This is how life, man, it's on its own terms. And you're like, okay, we're taking the ride, you know? Yeah. Life isn't magically going to get easier once you're an adult. It really doesn't. Life is hard. Yeah. My father always used to say to me, life isn't fair. Yeah. And then I just read recently, like, saying that to your kid is the most traumatizing thing you can ever say. I don't say why? to I don't know. I forget. It was like a whole article explaining like why it's such a bad thing to say to them. I don't say that to my kid, although I have said it a couple times. And after I read that article, I don't say it anymore. Now I switched my narrative to <laughs> life is hard, which is probably it's not probably any better. damaging. But I do. I feel like that. And I think that I have to always button my lip like and go because I'm not of this generation, obviously. And I had stepkids, but I start to feel like the old ladies like, well, when I went to school, I started working in 
14. And I did, 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 I've always made my own money. And then you're just like, oh, I guess I need to be quiet and just sit in the corner. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and not right. say what it was like when I grew up. Yeah. Yeah. It's challenging even when they're your own kids. I would think there's another layer if it's someone else's yeah. children, you have to really be mindful. I'm so excited. You're going to be a redhead after today. Yeah. Listen, don't go to Santa Monica with that red hair, bitch, yeah, because mean, you know. You can, like, they'll be lining up. They'll, they it's will be like, lining up. They can't help it. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Kate Walsh, thank you so much. I love Honey, you so much. I and I can't you. wait thank to you. do our scenes. They're going to be super know, we'll fun. fun. It's going to be fun. Everybody, you got to watch. Watch us. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> 